number of years ago, a friend of mine talked me into going on vacation out west on a cattle drive from Wyoming to Montana. It was the best vacation I never want to take again. <laughs> we were essentially hired hands, paying them to let us work for them, very Tom Sawyer-ish. And at one point, we were supposed to move all the cattle into a contained area where they would spend the night before we took off for the next day. And I thought we were all done and moved toward the gate, but there was still one head of cattle who had not made it in. And somehow I ended up in the exact wrong place between that head of cattle and the gate where the other cattle were. And I wasn't really afraid of it charging. I was more afraid of scaring it away. And I heard some of the other cowboys yelling and trying to give me some advice. And I tried to very slowly step out of the way. And that obviously made the cow very nervous. And he started, she started pacing a little bit. And so I, I thought, well, maybe I'll step backwards and out of the way as slowly as I can. And there was a lot of swaying and swishing and head, head moving all around. I, you could see the whites of its eyes as it was starting to panic. And all I wanted to do was get out of its way so it could have what it wanted. We both wanted the same thing, for her to join the other cattle. We both had the same thing. So I tried everything I could think of. I kept my arms at my side and tried to remain still and made soothing noises. But no matter what I did, it just seemed to escalate and escalate. And finally I thought, I'm going to make myself as small as I can. I'm going to crunch down. I'm going to just try to be one of the rocks in the scenery so she doesn't even have to pay attention to me anymore. And I slowly went down and, and put my head down so she wouldn't even see my face, but she would have none of it. At this point, she's bucking and she takes on off down the path. They had to go off after on horses, quite a distance as it turns out, to coach her back. I wanted the same thing that that cow wanted, but there was nothing I could do, and I couldn't convey the truth to her no matter what I did. The cow could only see what its instincts told it. And I kind of think that's how the blind guy felt today. What a blessing he received never ever being able to see before, but now he sees. Once he, was in blind, once he was blind, he encounters Jesus, and now he can see. And one would think everybody would be on board. Everybody would be excited. All right, here's Jesus, and he made someone see. Isn't that awesome? Let's go talk to him, see what he can do for me. But his first encounter with his family and friends showed their incredulity. They were so flummoxed that they take them to the authorities. They hear the story and they try to find something in it so that they can say this is wrong. They try to find something wrong with it. Next they haul in his parents and question them, but well, they, they wisely stayed out of it. So they haul the poor, poor guy in again who was going around seeing things for the very first time and now is being pulled in again and they question him and he says, there's nothing new. I was blind, I encountered Jesus, and now I see. There is something special about Jesus. 
and I want to share that with you. But they'll have none of it, and they threw him out as a liar. All he wanted to do was to tell the truth of the situation, and no matter how he tried to convey it, no matter how he just simply tried to explain what happened, the people around him were afraid. They could not accept what he was trying to tell them, or even consider it. They had such pre-drawn conclusions that the truth of the matter would not fit into their world. And like that scared beast in Montana, they fled from what they really wanted. Jesus, the Messiah. So what do you do? What do you do when you have been blessed or transformed? What do you do when you come across truth? What do you do when you have discovered love or meaning or purpose, or you have been enlightened and now you see? You know, one of the, one of the things that shows that someone needs salvation, that someone needs enlightenment, is that they don't know that they need salvation. They don't know that they need enlightenment. And the person who needs such things rejects it, sometimes despairingly, even violently. I've heard that even in our own parish, at the workplace. I can't tell anybody I'm Catholic. It's difficult to stand alone. It's frustrating when your intentions are good and they are misinterpreted. All the more so when you want to share your faith and no matter your intention, your desire to bring healing to somebody or hope or peace and you're shut down. What do you do? What do you do with someone you love? You remain faithful. You remain loving. You remain sincere. And you keep your integrity and your story I've told you way too many times, I probably should stop talking about it because I don't want to disparage him too much, but my dad was not exactly anti-church, but he was definitely not pro-church until the very end of his life. When he was getting older in years and mom had passed and his physical abilities were slipping and his mind no longer had the traction that it once had, and the worst part of it was being he realized that his mind didn't have the uh, attraction that it once had, And he would just say to me, help me. And when he said he needed help, he wanted science to do something. He wanted science to do something for his body. He wanted science to do something for his mind. But there are limits to science. Nobody I've ever heard of has lived forever. It was not going to be of any assistance to him, at least not in the way that he wanted, which was peace and hope. I'd say, Dad, you know I'm a priest, and the only thing I have to offer you is God and prayer. He helps me in difficult situations. I've told you these stories before, Dad, and that's all I've got to offer. And he would invariably make a discouraging remark or noise, his version of bah, or a comment like, religion is for weak people. And man, I wanted to give him peace. I wanted to give him the hope that I had, the meaning in life and the love I found in God and in this beautiful Catholic faith of ours. There is nothing in this world so beautiful and beneficial, I believe, than this faith of ours, and in this parish in particular. You are so awesome. And how many people I've seen that this faith of ours has helped, and how many people it has blessed, 
And no matter how consistent I was, Dad, this is what I have to offer, he was equally resistant until he wasn't. He said, fine, let's pray. Not all stories end happily. The cow was brought back, yay. My dad received the sacraments before he died, yay. But the Pharisees had hardened hearts and they couldn't accept Jesus. We cannot always control the outcome of the story, but we can control our part in it. To be faithful to the one who loves us, who saves us. To be loyal and thankful and true to the God who has chosen you for some reason to be at this Mass today and with whom we hope to spend eternity.